In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It's the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and this is episode number 38. For a moment, just imagine we took money completely off the table. I wonder what today's guest's answer would be when he's asked that one question that kind of sets the tone for the show. Today's guest is the founder and the CEO of Maestro.com, a software service platform that allows experts, product creators, and businesses to share their knowledge with the world and create courses. He's a professional speaker and an all-around amazing human being. Please welcome to the show, recently relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, Justin Burns. Thanks for having me, Tony. Appreciate it. But you forgot, to, you, you forgot to add, you know, relocated, but still a very well, much so Bulls fan, of course. No bull. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it. No bull. But hey, today's guest, Justin Burns, joins us. And the same question is asked to every single guest. It kind of sets a tone for the show as we begin our hike up success mountain today. So Justin, the question for you is, what is your definition of success? So my definition of success really comes from, you know, I guess having a really clear vision, right? The vision that you want, because everybody's definition of success is different and everybody's vision is different. So when you have like this clear vision of what you want, that is success. And when you achieve your vision, you achieve your goals, ultimately it equals success. I like that. Clear vision, pretty straightforward, right? So let's talk a little bit about vision for you as a child? What was life like for you growing up and where did you grow up? So I grew up in Chicago, you know, obviously other than the cold, right? It was a really, you know, I had a pretty decent childhood, but obviously that came with a lot of challenges, right? So I really wasn't good at math. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. There wasn't any destiny that was preset for me. You know, I was just one of those children that really didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life, right? I mean, I wasn't really good at anything. I tried sports. That, that didn't work out so well. I tried, you know, football, basketball, didn't really do well with either of those. And so that's kind of, you know, how I went through life and also was really bullied as a kid. So I went through a lot of, you know, bullying, pretty much every grade that I went through up until high school, which I was known as the cool kid in high school. I don't know what happened there, but for the most part growing up, you know, I was bullied a lot through my childhood. And so, you know, it wasn't terrible. My mother was great. She was a single parent. She tried to raise me the best way she could, but she had to work two jobs just to provide for us. And, you know, it was one of those things that I think that is what defined me, though. The challenges that I had as a kid is what defined me up until today. Interesting. Can we talk a little bit about just kind of your mindset around kind of growing up in that environment, right? I don't want to talk so much about the bullying piece, but I get it, right? I want to talk about it because you said something kind of shaped you. Also having a mom, being a single parent, you know, there's a lot of things that we can learn from your journey that can help somebody who is or has gone through it, but never really had a chance to deal with any of it and kind of suppressed it. So I just kind of want to talk a little bit about it for a moment, Justin, if you don't mind sharing. What was kind of like your day in and day out mindset around going to school, knowing that, you know, today was probably another day I was going to be bullied. 
Yeah, I mean, it was scary, right? I mean, it was like waking, it was like this fear that kind of crippled me, you know, waking up and, you know, knowing that kids were going to either make fun of you, you know, kids can be cruel sometimes, right? And, you know, it was just one of those things, man, that as a kid, I just remember like having all the fear and just, you know, and it wasn't even just, you know, being talked about and laughed at, right? It was like physically being head and, you know, no kid should have to go through that. But kind of looking back on it, we can, you know, I don't want to push forward just a sec, you know, but just talking about this, like one of the things I kind of look back on it, it's kind of, again, shaped me who I am today. And I was able to overcome a lot of that fear, kind of realize the purpose behind it and ultimately realize it was one of kind of like my greatest strengths, right? And, you know, shaped me into who I am today. Oh, I appreciate it. Growing up with a single parent, a mom, right? It's pretty much what you knew growing up. What lessons did you learn from kind of growing up in that environment? You know, seeing my mom kind of, you know, struggle to raise me and my sister really put a lot of kind of like just like a drive in me, right? Watching her almost lose our home to foreclosure, you know, it put a drive in me. But, you know, in that, she taught me a lot of really good lessons that have shaped who I am today. You know, one is, you know, you have to work hard, you know, you have to hustle, you have to, you know, grind. And and that was one of the things kind of watching her just try to do everything she could to feed us was absolutely just me watching that as a kid was just like, wow, you know, like I want to work as hard as my mother. I want to, you know, I want to just have this drive within me. And, you know, my sister also she works really hard as well. She's pretty successful in her career. And I think it shaped us just watching my mom work as hard as she did and that she never gave up. Even when she, you know, I could hear her. I remember like hearing her cry sometimes in her room just of how hard it was. But she never showed that. Right. Like she never she made sure like I mean, of course, you know, she was crying sometimes in front of us, but she made sure that most of the time she was strong. And so we always said that she was our you know, like a lion, right? She was a lion. And so I wanted to kind of emulate that as much as I could. Man, a shout out to your mom and to your sister and to you for kind of growing up in that environment, right? I think when you hear your mom or a parent or anybody crying, your concern is like, what the heck's going on? But then listening to you, how it shaped your sister, it shaped you, and there's this drive inside of you. You, know, you talked a little bit about some of those words we hear a lot of hustle, right? And you got to work really, really hard to kind of I think define what you want out of your life and know that you've got this image in the back of your mind. Like my mom worked really, really hard to save the house from foreclosure. My mom worked really, really hard to provide for my sister and I. My mom gave me this stability in my life and now you want to work really, really hard in your life. So as we climb up Success Mountain, go back for one moment just to high school, became the cool kid. You know, it's so funny. You came on the show today and you're like, hey, Chicago and the Bulls, but the whole kind of growing up was you were being bullied. And that didn't sound like a fun way to grow up. But somehow this cool kid managed to kind of learn that, hey, I wasn't good at football. I wasn't good at basketball. And ultimately, sports wasn't my thing. But you found a passion and a love for basketball. You got a chance to grow up during one of the greatest eras of basketball. And you got a chance to watch, I think, one of the, if not most famous basketball player of all, Michael Jordan. You had Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. How did that kind of help you growing up watching that and seeing that and having something to kind of root for? 
Yeah. So one of the things is, you know, if you know about Chicago, you know, we're a huge sports city, right? So we love our sports, right? And, you know, watching Michael Jordan and watching his drive and watching, you know, I had all the posters, I had the shoes, you know, I had like everything, right? And, and watching that gave me a big, big just opportunity to see what I could strive for. So I was a huge, huge NBA fan, still is a huge NBA fan till today. But there was actually a turning point that also shaped me that I went through sort of tragically. I wouldn't even say it was super tragic, but it was something that happened where it was sort of a turning point, right? And so through high school, again, I barely made it through high school. But my senior year of high school, there was this big shift that was a big change. So senior year of high school, you know, like most kids, you think you're going to stay a teenager forever, right? You think, you know, your family, mom's going to take care of you forever. Well, you know, my mom, I found out, you know, I was in the counseling office and we sat out with my counselor and the counselor looked at me and my mom and said, well, Justin's really not going to graduate from high school. He's not going to graduate on time. My mom was really disappointed. You can just tell her, so he's going to have to go back to grade because I really just, that, that time I was just trying to, I think I was trying to find purpose by making people laugh and being the class clown that I didn't understand. Hmm. Like I like lost sight of what was important, which was school, right? And so my mom said, well, how many credits is he behind? And you know, he said, well, he's behind three or four. And he said he can make it, but he would have to go to school he would have to get a job and he would have to do the work study class and he can graduate from high school. So my mom, you know, she was crying in the car. I didn't want to see her like that. She was upset. She said, you really disappointed me, right? Because another thing, a side note is my father was a drug addict. And so watching, you know, my mom again, being a single parent was really hard. So I decided that I was just going to shape up get everything together. So I went, started applying for jobs. And the first job I got was at Best Buy, right? (laughs) That was like, you know, that was the first job I got. And the guy, I didn't have any work experience. The guy actually took a chance on me, right? And so I was going to school in the morning, going to work at night, and then going to college classes, side college classes late at night. So I was getting probably about four hours of sleep. But that shaped me, right? That shaped me and what it took. And I remember Walking across the stage that year, I graduated on time and my mom was just so proud of me. You know, she said, I'm just so proud of you because you messed up. I'm not proud of that, but I'm proud that you decided that with all these, you know, the odds stacked against you, that you decided to do something about it. And so we can also talk about this. I don't know if you have more questions, but we can also talk about just how also my mom made a a drastic decision to kick me out of the house, which also shaped me, which is her graduation gift to me, I would say. (laughs) No, I like it. You know, the thing, Justin, you talk a little bit about your dad, a drug addict, and then you talk about the life lessons that you're taught and somebody taking a chance on you, right? You get a job at Best Buy. you You don't have any work experience. But you have a drive, right? And you have this determination in your mind, and I'm just going to make it. And we were talking this morning about NBA. We were talking to a colleague of mine. We were talking about the Cavs and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And the conversation came up, well, the Celtics, you know, pff, man, I don't even know how they made it. And I said, because they have heart. They yeah. lost everybody this year. Yeah. Heart is where they're at today. And that's kind of the theme that I'm already getting from our little journey up Success Mount today is there's this big heart about you. You know, sometimes people equate heart to like this love. I think it's love, passion and, and connection and authenticity. And then inside there really lies something that has to be in us, right? Yeah. Because you had a fight, man. It, like looking at just my board of things that I've written down so far from the very first statement, you made a clear vision. 
I don't think your vision was super clear as a child. I think it was more of a survival instinct. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the job at Best Buy, you graduate high school, mom's super proud of you. And then you throw just the curveball and then she kicks you out, basically gives you the graduation present of a lifetime, which said, all right, kid, out of the nest, time to flap your wings, see if you can fly. And let's talk a little bit about that, because I think that's a really important piece a lot of people will stay home longer than needed. Some people say, hey, it's time to go. But one question I really want to dive into, because I want to see how far it's lasted or how long it's lasted, that four to five hours of sleep a day. You still have that at your age today? Sometimes, especially owning a technology company, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, because I'll, I'll message you and it'd be like, I get a response back at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> then I'll get another message at six. You're like, hey, you ready for the day? And I'm like, what? So um, there's yeah, something that. unique in that kind of owning some of kind of your life and your schedule and knowing that, hey, if it, there's that other saying, right? If it's got to be, it's up to me. What do yeah. you think about that statement for your life? I mean, it still drives me until today, you know, like when I think like the big experience from high school and, you know, like teaching me that this guy and one of the things I left out was he actually told my mom that, you know, he's just going to repeat, you know, he's going to repeat. Like he didn't say there's a chance he may, if he does this, he's going to do it. He, he kind of left it as an option. He said, this is an option, but he's going to repeat. And I think I always say like, that was my first when someone told me I couldn't do something. Like I just, it was like burning in my soul that I can like fucking do this, right? Like I can like make this happen, right? And so I've always kept that. And I, I've experienced that over and over from different jobs of people telling me I couldn't do something to raising to being the number one salesman in different organizations before I became an entrepreneur. Like people telling me I can't do something has always driven me. So now being on my own, now being an entrepreneur for 10 years, plus I've gotten a chance to have a lot of clarity because you said something very key, Tony. You said your vision didn't become clear. That's absolutely right. Like I didn't go to college, right? I didn't go to college yet. I have a tech company, right? From reading HTML books, from just having this drive, man, of like, just like wanting to just like at all in. So like, for me, I think a lot of people see my drive and like, what are you doing up to one in the morning? You know, like nobody's telling you what to do. It's like, it drives me. Like now my vision is so clear of how I want to impact the world. And that vision just came to fruition in the past, you know, like couple years, right? It took a while, but I knew, like, I just knew, I said, one day it's going to make sense. And it just started to make sense recently. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we've only known each other maybe four years. And the thing is I had known of you, right? And I'd followed you. I'd seen you online run in different, but also similar circles. And, you know, now you launch this major platform that's going to rival kind of the course creation education space. It's going to go against some of the biggest brands out there. And, you know, where did you come from to go and decide that you want to go launch a course creation business? So what I want to do is talk about some of the other things that you have done to kind of prepare you for the launch of Maestro and everything that you're doing today. But I want to talk about some of the things after high school, kind of as you dabbled in and figured it out, because you're kind of known as like the launch guy. You could figure out how to put a course together, sell a product and you knew JVs and you know how to, I just like to call it make shit happen. Like that's you. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things you've dabbled in to kind of prepare you for where you're at today. Yeah. Yeah. So after it's funny because after high school, I dabbled, I made the decision not to go to college. And because of my own 
self-limiting beliefs. I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I didn't think I was too, because again, I didn't know what I wanted to do, even though I had made this huge accomplishment of, you know, graduating from high school. I wasn't good at tech. I wasn't good at math. So I just decided, you know, college wasn't for me. So I went right into the job force. I stayed at Best Buy for a while. But what happened is, is my friends used to make fun of me. They says, let's all bet and see when Justin's going to get fired from his next job. Because Mm -hmm. I was like hopping from like job to job to job. And then finally, I finally stayed at the job over a year and I finally won the bet, right? Because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay over a year. But at that point, I probably had about eight jobs up until that point. And finally, I set on this sales job. I realized I was really good at convincing people to buy stuff, right? And so sales became like my gateway. Sales became the thing that I was really good at. And so it was like amazing, right? Like my mom never made over 20 grand a year. And I remember I got this sales job and this guy said, there's something in you. There's something in you that I believe in, kind of like you did, Tony, like when I met you a couple of years ago, like something I believe in, right? There's something about you, but we just got to shape it. So he trained me for six months and I shot out the gate and I became the number one salesman in the company, right? And I made my first six figures. And, you know, my mom never made over $30,000 a year. So I was like 23 making six figures. And I was just like, wow, you know, but her principle stayed with me of budgeting and I didn't go out and get a fancy car. I stayed in my little $600 a month apartment and I saved up like $60,000 in my bank account, right? I saved most of my savings, right? From my sales job. And so about six months later, the company laid off. I got fired and I was left at square root one, like figuring out where am I going to go? And then I was in the unemployment line and I, I like to say destiny came a knocking, right? I was on, I was actually... Any unemployment, my buddy calls me and he says, I want to show you this. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, dude, I'm collecting unemployment check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting this check. He's like, well, where the hell are you at? I said, I'm down the street. He's like, meet me at this Starbucks, right? And so I'm thinking like, this guy's about to pitch me something or, you know, cold red. I don't know what this guy's, you know, what he's doing. And when I sat down with him, he's like, "Um, what are you going to do next? I said, of course, I'm going to, you know, go into the workforce because nobody was a business owner in my family. Nobody was an entrepreneur. So um, I sat down with him and he's like, I have this startup and we sell products online. And I said, well, what is that? You know, I didn't know nothing about online marketing. I knew nothing about the internet. Again, I was terrible at computer stuff and internet stuff, right? So that is how my destiny started. And I remember I called my mom and I told her, she said, well, where are you going to work next? And I said, you know, he wanted me to come on and help him with like joint venture stuff, which is why I've been able to have a lot of success in the affiliate marketing world. And he says, she said, I want you to come on and I want you to just talk to these people. And I'm like, what is affiliate marketing? What is that? I didn't know what it was. It's like, I'm going to teach it to you. All you got to do is connect with joint venture partners and they promote your product and they get a portion of the sales. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't know what that was. And my mom was like, you're crazy. You know, what are you doing? You need to get a set job, you know, shout out to moms. But she just, you know, she was looking out for my best interest. She wanted me to have a paycheck. And so leading up to where I am now, I struggled in that. Like I made a couple grand, you know, and then he ended up selling the company. I got zero because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And then essentially I struggled for about three years, not making any money in entrepreneurship. But I just love being an entrepreneur. I didn't know what it meant to be an entrepreneur at that time, but I love just the passion. Like I didn't care about making money. I was like, I can create things out of my head and people buy them, right? And at that point I had made one sale for the whole year, (laughs) like one 
one freaking sale for the whole year. But that one sale gave me a sense of hope. It gave me a sense of confidence. It gave me a sense that one day it's going to be a hundred people buying my products, 200 people buying my products. So fast forward, I got into, I started in kind of like a sales agency where I was helping people with their websites and stuff like that. And I wasn't passionate about it, but I just knew about it. And I started to make some money. And then I meet this guy who was a client of mine and he was in this amazing world of software. And he had this $10 million company. And I, up until that point, I had this kind of like really good skill set, right? Of making propositions to people that they couldn't refuse, right? Mm -hmm. And I just had a knack for it. And so I just, like, it was something about it that I was just like, I didn't go to, you know, all these like doubts start to creep up. You didn't go to college. You're not from Silicon Valley. Like you haven't built software. You don't look like the people that, you know, built tech companies. You can't do that. And then another part of me was like, but you're going to fucking do it and you're going to make it happen. Right. And so I went up to this guy and I said, listen, I have a proposition for you that you can't refuse. You're getting results from the work I'm doing for you. Here's what I'm going to propose. Instead of paying me for the next year, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to coach me for the next year and I'm going to work for you for free for the next year. Okay. And you're going to teach me everything you know about software technology. And I'm going to basically do what I've been doing and getting you results for free. So he's like, I don't do coaching, you know, but I just kept hammering him. I kept calling him. I kept texting. You know, Tony, this may sound familiar because I kept calling and texting you, but like, (laughs) I just like was relentless. Right. And I was like, you know, he finally said yes. He finally caved and said yes. And so I started this journey of the hardest journeys ever about four or five years ago. This happened of learning about things that I didn't know about HTML servers, you know, coding, all these different things, how to put together a tech business. And then a year later, I came to him because the deal was that if I came up with an idea, I would put it all together and I would come to him and he would help me finish it. And he said, I came to him exactly a year later, I came to his office and I said, I've got the product. It's a copywriting software Hmm. because it's going to help people when they put in questions, going to spit out multiple variations of different sales copy. And he's like, you know, you're the first person that I've coached to come with me with a full fleshed out idea. I had all the pages done. I stayed up probably over a month, very little sleep, and I got it done. And I'll never forget like the love. I launched it. And while it didn't do a million dollars, it did over $50,000 in sales. And that was when I knew, like, I found my thing. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And we're talking to Justin Burns today. And he's talking about that hope and that drive and that overcoming that obstacle, which is in your childhood, that so many people use as fuel for your kind of destiny, like where you're headed. Like the opposite of what you were as a child is this dream and this vision of something that you want. And we're watching it unpack today. I mean, we're almost near the top of Success Mountain with Justin because we're really going to get into talking about when we come back, Justin's going to lead us down Success Mountain. And he's going to be talking about the wins more of the lessons that he's been learning and how that not only has shaped him from a young boy to the man that he is today, but for his ability, you know, to spend time coding servers, writing software, to giving up a year of his life, some people would say, to go and work for free for somebody. But I can't tell you the stories that I've heard and examples of entrepreneurs who have actually done that very thing because in return, it was like, They gave up some of their money for an education that has paid for itself time in and time again. 
So we're going to be right back with today's guest, CEO and founder of maestro.com, Justin Burns. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. And we are back on the Be Fulfilled Show. It's the real stories behind success. You know, we take money off the table. I wonder what your answer would be. Today's guest really described kind of his definition of success is clear vision. And it wasn't early in his life that he got a vision, but it was definitely something that he was able to see for himself is that growing up with a single parent, mom, you know, doing whatever she needed to do to help provide for his sister, make sure that they stayed in their home. They didn't have to go through the journey of wonder where we're going to sleep tonight. He also dealt with growing up with having a father who was an addict and being bullied as a child, but inside there was something deep this drive that he saw his mom have, this work ethic, this determination for achieving greatness that he knew that he had the ability, just like anybody listening has the ability if you want it bad enough and you're willing to do whatever it takes to kind of achieve that dream, that vision that you have for yourself. And we've been talking about it from his days at Best Buy to writing an offer and getting a sale to going, wow, to being able to save $60,000, you know, figuring it out like as he was in kind of the line for unemployment, the epiphany came and a friend said, hey, come and meet me and have a cup of coffee at Starbucks. We've been talking about like how life kind of shapes who we are and how we learn from all the little steps that we take to get us to this place today. So we're back with Justin Burns. And Justin, I just want to say thank you for being transparent, open, authentic, real. It's not easy talking about, you know, being bullied as a kid, having a parent who, you know, as an addict, it's not easy sharing that stuff, but it's the impact that you're making today in our community. So I want to say thank you very much. Appreciate it. No problem, brother. So, you know, you're here at the cliff, you know, the cliffhanger of life, you know, all of a sudden, I think it was about a year ago, we were talking one day and you're like, yeah, you know, I've been doing launch after launch after launch. And I'm thinking about doing this new project. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I want to let you pick that up from there and take us through kind of this past year, because I think it's a really valuable lesson. And then the other day you shared an epiphany about how you would do it differently. Now, if you had a chance to go back and do it again with not you know, stopping and only focusing on one thing when you kind of got away from the money making thing. Yeah. So up until that point, you know, we started to launch and we started to gain some momentum and we did about a thousand sales, which again, the vision I had, you know, years ago was like, if I can get over a hundred sales, I'll be great. Right. And so we generated a thousand. And then, so we started launching product after product, software products specifically, and so we start launching product after product. And in about a year's period of time, we did around 15,000 sales, customers, all from, you know, my computer. And it just blew me away. You know, I was like, you know, wow. So I got a lot of experience with software. And then one day I was just like, I want to create something more meaningful. You know, I want to create something much more impactful. And so I called you, right? And I gave you, like, I just remember picking up the phone. I already had the idea fleshed out and I called you. And I remember I was just like, I got this idea for Maestro. I want to create courses that changes the world. And I just remember you were just like, do it. (laughs) You were just like, make it happen. And so I remember I just stayed up for just a long time, fleshing out the idea. And I came back to you. I don't know if you remember that. I came back to you with the, again, with everything kind of fleshed out. And I just, you remember, I remember like you just said, let's do this. You know, I'm going to help you do this. And you were just like helping me with the vision. 
And that's when Maestro was like born. That was when Maestro was fully born. And I, I knew like the uphill battle. I knew like my competition looking at, you know, all the other kind of competitors. They had all these millions of dollars in funding. They got funded for $5 million, $10 million, $20 million at these team of 100 people. But I said, I'm going to accept the challenge because I want to help people change the world with their information. So uh, that was kind of like the epiphany like moment. And I stopped doing my launches, which is one of the biggest lessons is that don't stop doing the things that make you money, right? Until you finish out, you know, until your idea really skyrockets and take off. That was one of the biggest lessons that I learned, right? So I stopped doing that. And essentially, that was something I had got really good at that was able to fund even most of the maestro vision, right? And so that was one, if I, if I had to go back, that was one of the biggest things that I would just say is that, you know, transition, like if you have a vision and it requires capital, requires other resources, don't stop doing the thing that's making you money, but also, you know, put the things that you need into the vision. And that's kind of why Maestro is the amazing product that it is today is because people like you, the resources that I had, and it just was an amazing journey to get here. All right. So, Lesson, I think that I'm hearing today, right? So like if you're trying to build something and you don't have any extra money coming in, it's really hard to build something, right? Because you bootstrapped this deal. This wasn't like you went out and tried to raise 5 million, 10 million. Yeah. You bootstrapped this kind of like you have most of the deals that you've done in the past, all the software launches and all the products and services that you launched over the years, you kind of bootstrapped it, right? Yeah. I've got no funding at all. Like no, even like loans. I probably took out one loan. I paid it back. Like everything that I have had just really come from just grinding, right? And and then putting my ideas and thoughts out there and people loving it and helping them. But yeah, Maestro doesn't have any major capital, you know, like huge venture capitalists like my competitors. This is all like bootstrap. And so you're going to be able to do that when you, again, when you have the vision and you have people like Tony who just believes in what you have. All right. So let's talk about Maestro. And why don't you paint a picture about what is Maestro? How can the audience, if they're up for it, want to learn about how to launch a course, build a course and how more, you know, can be revealed from kind of behind the scenes of Maestro. And I love it because one of the biggest things I saw you recently do is you took down a need for a credit card to just set up a free account. Like, right. Like you had this kind of rebuild model in play. So you just took the need, the obstacle, the barrier, you just removed it. So now it's like, Hey, you get a free, a real free 14 day trial. Yeah. So Maestro is a course building platform that just allows for people to take their ideas, their knowledge, and essentially broadcast it to the world, right? That's our saying is broadcast your course to the world in a matter of minutes. So that was the immediate need that I created from Maestro was I wanted to have people create a course in a very simple way and opposed to learning a huge piece of software. So our premise is create a course in five steps. So we have a five-step model that will essentially get people to be able to create a course in that you know amount of steps, right? Very, very simple. People usually get their course up and I've been hearing people say, this is so simple. This is so easy to use, right? And I just love that about it. So, you know, Maestro, where we're taking it, you know, and this is a big lesson for your audience is, you know, if you hit a brick, you know, if you're promoting your stuff, you have to learn how to readjust. So we were doing, we were taking credit cards essentially, and there's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's just about how you want to scale. And so we wanted to get this in the hands of everyone to just kind of help them create their course. And so now there's no credit card. You can sign up 14 day free trial. You can try it out because we want to get this in the hands of as many people as possible. 
Awesome. So what we're going to do, Justin, is, you know, I want to leave the audience impacted, right? And a lot of times this happens coming down success mountain and entering into the fulfillment round where these are things that people don't normally know about you. Like you're not going to read it on your LinkedIn bio. You're not going to see it on Facebook. Even if you hung out with your close friends, they may not know these things about you. So my job is to kind of extract some extra like awesomeness out of you. You've been an incredible guest. You've been open. You've laid out some really I think just golden nuggets today for the audience to really, you know, take and put into their life and practice, right? You got to have some clear vision. And sometimes when you're young, you don't know what that vision is. But I think throughout this whole kind of journey up and down the mountain, I've learned one thing today is always be open to growing and learning and being teachable and to begin each day as a beginner because the lessons that are available are available to anyone, It's not like Justin went to a specific school in Chicago and had a specific teacher come in and teach him this life lessons, right? Over and over and over. It's like he had to go and do the things. Like, are you doing the things today that maybe you don't want to do, but you know, deep down inside, if you do them, you get to the other side, which is where you want to live in your life, right? And how you want to show up in the world and how do you want to build networks and how do you want to be known? And I mean, he's requested, he's one of the most popular speakers I know. The circuit is hey man, Justin, at your opportunity, your event, like it's going to be an awesome event because Justin doesn't say yes to everything. He knows where he's going. So Justin, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you into the fulfillment round. Here's the only request. You can't phone a friend. You got to answer these questions. If you don't know them, you got to make them up. Is that cool? Cool. Let's do it. All right. So the fulfillment round has no script. So the first question out the gate, Justin, if it was you on a stranded island somewhere, if you you were left alone to your own device, it's kind of like Tom Hanks and Wilson. Where would you like to be stranded and why? Uh, So I would love to be stranded just somewhere, you know, again, man, with beaches and, you know, beaches seem to like spark my creativity, right? So if it's a beach, I want to find a way to get off that damn island, right? (laughs) Like that's the biggest thing. So if I have a beach, I would love to be just stranded anywhere that there is absolute sun. I don't even need anything else. I'll figure out how to get off that damn island. All right. You have $5,000 today given to you. You have no business, no maestro, no coaching platform, nothing. You got to start literally from scratch. You got five grand. Where would you go to kind of learn first what you would want to do? And then how would you kind of roll that out with a five grand ad spend or just a five grand spend on products or maybe just need five grand to get copy created or whatnot? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one of the things that I've been able to do is actually what you just said would just take a small amount of money and I would, you know, use the skill sets of going out, finding affiliates, you know, and essentially launching my product and then just keep rolling that into spending things on ads and different things like that. And so, you know, we have all these vehicles like webinars, all these amazing things that you don't really need a lot of money to get it rolling. And that's how, what I've been able to do is just like create things like info products and, you know, for very little amounts of money, put very little money into ad spend or build relationships with affiliates and essentially keep profiting from there. All right. You go out for the night, Atlanta or Chicago, where are you enjoying the nightlife oh, better at? Oh, don't ask me that. I don't want people in Chicago. I think I'm a traitor. I really love Atlanta, man. It's a growing tech city. I love the weather, of course, even though the city shuts down after one inch of snow. But, you know, yeah, I I love it here, man. I love Atlanta and I see myself being here for a long time. So I love the nightlife. But it's not nothing like, you know, summertime Chicago, man. I love summertime. So I'm kind of torn. Have you discovered some new foods in Atlanta that you you didn't have or, or hadn't found in Chicago? 
Interestingly enough, no. Like, I miss the food in Chicago, to be honest. <laughs> I miss my pizza. I miss my Garrett's popcorn. I miss all that, man. I miss Chicago a lot. So, I'm going to. So, what gonna... does one do now that you live in Atlanta, but you're a Chicago sports fan and now you meet all these Atlanta Hawk fans? And, you know, oh, Jesus. So, tell me what sport life is like for you now being in Atlanta, going, gosh, I wish I could just take Atlanta and bring it to Chicago, but I can't do that. So, tell me a little bit about what sport. Sports are so far for you, like in Atlanta. You know, the thing is that, you know, you just cope. I mean, I'm a big NBA fan, not really like, you know, all the other sports. I'm hugely into NBA. So just cope, man, because the Bulls are not that great. So the Hawks are not that great. So <laughs> you just cope, man. You, you root for other teams. So hopefully, yeah, I'm always going to be a Bulls fan and, and always going to like day one, you know, since Jordan, I'm always going to be a Bulls fan, no matter how terrible they are. So I love that. All right. So if you, you talked a little bit about pizza, you talked about popcorn, but if you had to pick five foods to help you to live for the rest of your life and you couldn't eat anything else, just five foods, where would you go and what would they be? Ah, <laughs> uh, Number one would have to be Thai food. I love, oh my God, like Thai food is amazing. Two is Mexican food. I love Mexican food. Three would be, of course, deep dish pizza, being from Chicago. Four would have to be sushi, but that may fall in the same line, but we'll just say sushi. And then five would have to be a good bowl of ramen. That's still, but I can eat ramen all day. Really good ramen. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's today's guest, Justin Burns. So we learned some fun things about you, Justin. We learned not only are you the CEO and founder of maestro.com. And if you're looking about how to spell maestro, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's M-I-E-S-T-R-O.com. It's a brand new software platform. So if you are an expert, a coach, you're looking to launch a course and you run a business and you're interested in a platform that's going to help you to scale, go check out maestro.com. Today's guest has been Justin Burns. Thank you for coming on the show and just giving us your all and just being so open and honest with us. It helps to kind of live out what the show is all about. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tony. I really appreciate you and appreciate what you put out to the world, man. And thank you for inspiring me to uh, inspiring all of us, man, to be better every single day. Awesome. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at trainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever.